bush light 30 right. packs. I mean, that's that's the king of years <laughs> in this area. Um, but you also see a, a wider uh, entry into like some of the seltzers, some of the, the fruity drinks, the low carb. Mm-hmm. Uh, those uh, types of drinks are, are growing quite rapidly. You're listening to the Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into another episode of the QuickCast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway with the marketing department, and I am joined today by Mike Vold, a zone leader here with Quick Trip. Mike, welcome in, and thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks, Chris. Appreciate you having me. So, zone leader, can you talk about that position, kind of what it means, and how all of the zone district and that breakdown and how that works within the company here at Quick Trip? Sure. Typically, zone leaders are responsible for a geographic area of stores. Um, and so um, underneath a zone leader are district leaders and they have about 15 stores apiece. So your typical zone leader might oversee 75 to 90 stores at any given time. Um, and they're responsible for the overall operations of the stores. So my area is a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, because most of those zones incorporate quick trip stores. And I actually don't oversee any quick trip stores. I oversee our tobacco outlet plus stores, tobacco outlet plus grocery, Stop and Go, and now Quick Spirits. Yes, and we will get into all of those uh, brands and kind of how those have evolved and changed over the years in, in just a little bit. But can you kind of talk about your career path to get to where you've been? Uh, kind of how long have you been with Quick Trip, and kind of what's been the road to get you to being a zone leader? Absolutely, I started with Quick Trip in 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, started as a coworker, and uh, you know, just a young twenty-something trying to figure out life. And I, I took a job at Quick Trip until something better would come along. And uh, one thing led to another. I, I became an assistant store leader in a store, became uh, after that a store leader in a store, and then in 2002 became a, a district leader on the Tobacco Outlet Plus side. And I've been a, a district leader from 2002 until uh, 2019, when uh, Terry Schmitz was the former zone leader for mm-hmm. the Tobacco Outlet Group. He retired, and I had the opportunity to jump into his position uh, in, in 2019. So you mentioned that you know it's sort of broken down geographically with districts and zones, and yours is is a little different in that regard. Um, does that mean you're, you're putting on a few more miles traveling to all the different stores? Absolutely. I, I only oversee about 50 stores mm-hmm. uh, today, but they are in the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa. So I have um, uh, plenty of opportunity to get on the road. I put on about 1,000 miles a week driving. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have three district leaders that work with me uh, day-to-day working in the stores. They do a great job. Uh, John oversees stores in Iowa. Matt oversees stores in southern Wisconsin and Illinois. And then Mickey oversees stores in northern Wisconsin. Okay. And so uh, you mentioned those brands, uh, Tobacco Outlet Plus, Tobacco Outlet Plus Grocery, Stop and Go, Quick Spirits. Kind of how is it? decided that you know one of those locations is going to be more focused on tobacco or you know the quick spirits brand as opposed to you know a traditional experience within a quick trip or a quick star yeah absolutely so let me let me kind of go back to the beginning mm-hmm. of where the tobacco all the plus stores actually started from uh, during the Bill Clinton administration there was talk about the FDA overseeing cigarettes and tobacco uh, sales and at that time, there was concern that uh, they would only be allowed to be sold in age-restricted stores, which would mean we wouldn't be able to sell cigarettes in a convenience store. At least that was the thought at the time. And we make a lot of money off of selling tobacco in our quick trip stores. And so, so the thought was, how do we replace that income mm-hmm. in the company? And so that born the Tobacco Outlet Plus stores. 
which primarily sold cigarettes and other uh, tobacco items. Fast forward a few years and we actually put one of those stores into a gas operation. And we looked at, well, what else can we sell? Since we're selling gas, what else can we sell? So we added some coffee, some of the food items, and that kind of thing. And that, that was born Tobacco Outlet Plus Grocery. Mm. Uh, in 2020, we had the opportunity to uh, acquire Stop and Go as a chain of stores. Several of those became quick trips and were rebanded, but several of them were too small to put a full-size kitchen in where we weren't able to sell hot food. So we kept that Stop and Go brand in those stores and uh, actually they kind of look a lot like a tobacco all the plus grocery where they still sell gas on the outside but they um, sell coffee roller grill the little hot dog mm -hmm. things that you like to eat uh, fresh case sandwiches take-home meals milk bread butter bananas all the commodities so uh, that's kind of where the stop and go came from and so you might not look exactly the same from the signage you know on the outside but once you stop step in foot into a TOP or a stop and go, you sort of get that quick trip feel, right? Absolutely. So we use the same uniform. So if you're used to going into quick trip and you see the black pants, blue shirts, and the quick trip name tag, you'll see that same thing when you walk into any one of our stores. We hold the same standards and expectations when it comes to guest service. So a friendly greeting, a thank you, and a see you next time. Very true. And and the kind of that last brand there, uh, Quick Spirits, it's been relatively new, our, our newest brand that we're sort of uh, trying to build up and, and pursue. Um, kind of why as a, as a company did we decide to kind of branch off with that Quick Spirits line of stores? Yeah, so um, there's actually kind of two rails to this train track that we're on. One is on the convenience store side, in the on the Quick Trip side, we're in certain municipalities where we can't sell beer and liquor in the convenience store. Mm -hmm. But if we have a separate entrance, we're able to sell uh, liquor and, and beer in those stores. And so those stores that have a separate entrance for beer and liquor, we actually branded those Quick Spirits. Uh, at the about the same time, we were looking at the tobacco industry and seeing that the tobacco industry is a declining category. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do to replace some of that income that we're losing on the tobacco side? And so we thought, who doesn't like beer or liquor or some of those things? It's just, it, it has a much wider appeal to a, a wider range of guests. And so um, we decided, well, let's uh, actually experiment. We're gonna actually trying uh, the Quick, uh, Quick, Quick Spirits brand in a number of stores. And you mentioned the different municipalities. Are you following along with like town hall meetings and local governments and with all the kind of changing rules because that kind of seems to be one of the biggest factors with you know the differences in wisconsin minnesota iowa and even down to a city level as well right yeah absolutely but lucky for us we have our own legal department here at quick trip <laughs> so they are very in tune to what what all the different regulations and, and different things are um, we will get involved in uh, going to local meetings and if we're able to answer any questions uh, that the older people or the assembly people uh, have about our business, we're able to answer those, but mostly the legal department takes care of those sure. things. Sure. So there, there are some challenges in kind of maintaining a cohesive brand with all of those different rules and regulations. So, you know, let's first start talking about Wisconsin. I That's what, you know, certainly I'm most familiar with. You know, I've kind of been able to buy beer and liquor just about anywhere, you know, <laughs> that, that, that sells, yeah. you know, any, any quick trip type of store. Um, but there are a couple of quick spirits locations, but not really in Wisconsin. Kind of how would you describe that? I'm thinking about the one in the Dells. Like, oh, okay. 
So yeah, so we have a quick spirits that's inside of a quick trip. Yes. Yeah, that one's kind of unique um, in that um, it has a separate area for for liquor, mm-hmm. and because it's in the Dells where there's a high tourist area, there is a, a larger area than we would normally have, mm-hmm. and so that has the quick spirits brand on it, even mm-hmm. though it's really not, it doesn't fit into one of those two typical right. quick spirits models that we talked about. Right. There, there aren't really too many of the freestanding quick spirit stores, but like on the South side of lacrosse here, we did renovate a store into a, into a freestanding quick spirits, correct? Correct. We did. Yep. So we built a brand new, uh, what we call a generation three quick trip on mm-hmm. the South side of lacrosse, beautiful, large facility, a lot of parking. And so then what we had to do is decide what are we going to do with the old store that's only less than a mile down the street. Uh, So we had a few options, but what we decided to do was uh, turn that store into uh, a quick spirits. Right. And then, you know, in Minnesota, it seems like there's more regulations in place with with convenience stores. And so some of those quick spirits are are born out of necessity, out of items you can't sell in a traditional convenience store, correct? Yeah, correct. So in Minnesota... You know, beer sold out of a convenience store can only be what they call three, two beers, mm-hmm. 3.2% alcohol by volume, where in the quick spirit stores, we're able to sell full strength or what we call Wisconsin beer in sure. Minnesota. <laughs> True. And then Iowa, it seems like we are expanding quite a bit here. There's been a number of stores this week, even, you know, Urbandale, Cedar Falls, Iowa City, Ames, Cedar Rapids, all all getting some conversions from those tobacco outlet plus stores into a quick spirits. Um, kind of why, why the, the shift from the, the TLP brand into the quick spirits and those Iowa markets? Yeah. So a couple of things there. So <clears throat> again, going back to the TOP brand, the, the combustible cigarette mm-hmm. uh, category is a declining category. So we had to look at ways to fill that income in our stores. And we actually added liquor to these stores about three years ago um, in, in Iowa. I'll back up. In Wisconsin, a liquor license costs you about $500. Mm-hmm. In Iowa, it costs $5,000. Wow. So there's a, a large investment into getting into the alcohol business in Iowa. But what we found is that there is a really good return investment on that money. And we were able to sell uh, a lot of product and, and make a pretty good uh, margin on it. Uh, so these TOP stores already had a uh, extended uh, liquor uh, section. Uh, and so then we thought if we're going to experiment with a quick spirits brand and look and see what happens to our product mix in these stores, what better market to try it than in, in these Iowa stores. So these first uh, five uh, TOP conversions are going to be a test to see how successful this brand can be. Very cool. Very interesting as well. It's Even I didn't know kind of the why, you know, everything it, it comes out the way it is. But let's talk about the what. So you walk into a quick spirits store. You know, how does it differ in terms of the the beverage, the the offerings that that it will provide as opposed to a traditional quick trip or quick star? Yeah. So in the quick spirit stores, you won't find any hot food. Mm-hmm. You won't find any grocery items. You won't find bananas, milk, or any of that uh, sort of thing. You will find primarily uh, tobacco behind the counter, a walk-in humidor, and then the rest of the store is essentially beer and liquor. Is there's yeah, obviously, you know, more types, more skews uh, of beer and liquor within the stores that, you know, maybe it's a little bit more of a pared down version at a traditional quick trip, whereas you have some more types of offerings at, at a quick spirits. Is that safe to say? Oh, absolutely. Especially on the liquor side, you know, sure. on, on the beer side, we have a, a walk-in beer cave, but most of our quick trips also have walk-in beer caves. But 
on the liquor side, you'll see an expanded wine section. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, <clears throat> instead of a small four foot wine section, we might have 20 feet or 24 feet of wine. And then the rest of the store is, is liquor. So um, we'll have a, you know, brandy will have its own category. Whiskey will have a, its mm. own category. We were talking beforehand about having a good glass of whiskey sure. with ice. So you'll be able to go in and find a larger selection than you would find at a quick trip. So I would imagine, you know, domestic beer is still kind of king in this, in the Midwest area here, you know, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. But you know, what other uh, options are, are pretty popular that, uh, you know, our guests are, are coming to like in, in some of these quick spirit stores? Well, on the beer side, you, you still have your, your customer that mm -hmm. likes Bushlight 30 right. packs. I mean, that's that's the king of beers <laughs> in this area. Um, but you also see a, a wider uh, entry into like some of the seltzers, some of the, the fruity drinks, the low carb. Mm -hmm. uh, those uh, types of drinks are, are growing quite quite rapidly. Are you able to get into some of the more microbrew regional specific type of items as well with some you know six pack types of offerings? Yeah, that's something that we're still exploring and evaluating. Um, yeah, we haven't really dug real deep into that yet, sure. but that's, that's on one of our future uh, uh, goals to get into. Very exciting. Uh, another thing you mentioned, um, walk-in humidors. It's sort of, I think, a, a niche part of the audience that um, that is a cigar smoker, but very passionate about, about their cigars. Um, what goes into creating a, a selection and inventory to serve that you know, specific niche market of guests? Yeah, so we've been in the the premium cigar business for over thirty years mm -hmm. here at, at Quick Trip. So we have a good, uh, basic understanding of what kind of products that the customers are looking for. Uh, we have a good understanding of price points, uh, countries of origin, what types of wrapper, that sort of thing that our customers are looking for. Um, but we also um, are always trying to bring in new and innovative products that are. Uh, new onto the market. Um, when I started in this business uh, 20 years ago, uh, it seemed like uh, the cigar uh, smoker always smoked the same thing every day. They would come in if they like punch cigars, they would come in buy a punch cigar. They might switch around a little bit within the punch brand, but they usually would walk out with a punch cigar. Today, a customer walk, will walk in and they might look at a punch cigar, but they'll the first question out of their mouth is, what do you have in here that's new? Hmm. I want to try something new. I want to continue uh, to develop my my palate into the cigar industry so from a a retail co-workers perspective the the co-workers working at tops and quick spirits they have a little bit better knowledge of of what's in the humidor because you know from your average co-worker might not know the difference between all these cigars but there's a little bit more education and training that goes in there as well too yep absolutely so all of our new co-workers go through what we call a cigar 101 training just a basic understanding of some of the components that go into a handmade cigar, uh, what some of the terminology is. Um, and then what we do is we have a, a strength rating that we apply to every cigar that we give the coworkers training on how to, to discern what that is. Mm -hmm. And then if a customer comes in and they're looking for a certain type of strong, whether it's mild or strong cigar, we're able to direct them towards something that'll hopefully fit their needs. Interesting. And you mentioned a uh, country of origin. Is there a, a place where the majority of our cigars come from or is it all over the world or kind of where are we bringing those in from? Well, most people when they ask that question want to know if we sell Cuban cigars <laughs> <laughs> and no, we don't. It's sure. still illegal for us to sell Cuban cigars in mm -hmm. the United States of America. This goes way back to the 1960s with sure. the Cuban embargo. Um, but um, most of our cigars come from, I would say, three countries, uh, Dominican Republic, 
uh, Nicaragua, and mm -hmm. Honduras. And I would say over the last five years, the huge trend has been towards more of Nicaraguan cigars. Interesting. So does that mean you have to go on some Caribbean vacations to sample these yourself? Oh, I wish. That is not <laughs> part of my job description, but I'm willing to go. Right, right. Um, so the, the physical construction of the humidors, it's you know, obviously unique to these types of stores, but kind of what goes into to building a humidor to keep it at those exact, you know, moisture, humidity levels that you need to be able to, to keep this product at the at the quality that's expected. Sure. So the humidors are obviously wood construction. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, two by four frames, uh, but then we use cedar paneling on the walls. And then we also use uh, solid cedar for the shelves. And so what that does is it, it helps the uh, humidors to stay at a constant temperature and humidity basis. Uh, and it also smells really, really good. <laughs> right. Um, but humidors have to stay at around 70 degrees in temperature and around 70% in humidity to keep the cigars in prime condition. Is there a challenge in, in maintaining these? There can be. Sure. There can be, especially in Wisconsin. So if you think <laughs> right. about weather in Wisconsin in the summertime, it's usually very hot, very humid, uh, sometimes really humid and mm -hmm. so we have to actually almost pull some of the humidity out of the humidor wow. but in the winter time in the middle of january humidity drops to 20 percent, and so we have to pump a lot more humidity into the humidor uh, in the winter time are humidors common within the convenience store space or is it kind of in convenience stores no okay so um you know like your uh some of our competitors or even in quick trips we don't have walk-in humidors in those stores, but in the tobacco segment, uh, whether it's um, you know a smoke shop or uh, maybe a vape shop, some of those will actually have humidors in them. Interesting. So, about how many cigars are in an average humidor? Do you do you know how many we, we keep on hand at a given time? Sure. So you referenced um, <clears throat> excuse me you referenced the store on the south side of Lacrosse. Sure. I think we put about three hundred and fifty varieties of okay. cigars into that humidor. Um, we have our own distribution center and our own humidor in our warehouse wow. uh, up here in La Crosse. And we have uh, somewhere probably between 800 and 900 different SKUs that we carry out of there. Wow. I had no idea. Very interesting. Um, you know, the, the tobacco industry as, as a whole is fascinating. You mentioned it. It's, you know, declining to a certain extent. But there seems to be a bit of a generational shift away from cigarettes, um, more towards some of those smokeless tobacco products, jewels and et cetera. Kind of how have you seen that landscape shift in your time since working with Quick Trip starting in the early 90s? Yeah, so especially in the early 90s, it was all cigarette driven. Mm -hmm. um, so I think at that time you would probably, I would say somewhere between 30 and 40% of the population was smoking cigarettes. In the 70s, it was probably 60 to 70%. And so it was already declining. Um, but today you see more of that shift towards people who want to use nicotine, but not smoke cigarettes. Sure. And so that's where you see the gravitation more towards vaping, uh, smokeless products. There's even even tobacco-free nicotine out there now, or synthetic nicotine hmm. that, people can, uh, that people can enjoy. And that presents its own set of rules and regulations that seems to be constantly evolving, right? It, it is constantly evolving and it comes under the oversight of the Food and Drug Administration. And, and honestly, they're just busy trying to play catch up. I think they're probably about two years behind to where they need to be in order to, to properly regulate the category. Interesting. Okay. Um, so as some of these, you know, Quick Spirits brands start to open and the partnerships with, with the TOVs, there's, there's different 
sort of promotional events that we put on, whether it's um, stuff more in the summer, cigar dinners, golf outings, et cetera. What are some of the events that we do to allow people to enjoy, promote our, our brand there? Maybe even when it's a little warmer. <laughs> yeah, so usually in the in the summertime, we try to schedule you know between ten and twelve uh, cigar dinners. We call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just a, an opportunity we give our guests to get together, meet other like-minded people who enjoy uh, cigars, give them an environment where they can enjoy that, and give it to them at a value. So for uh, we try to keep our ticket prices around fifty dollars. For fifty dollars, you get a couple of adult beverages, a really good meal, and then. Uh, three or four uh, different cigars. So if you actually add the value, it's probably well over $100 in value that they're getting for 50 bucks. And uh, we try to do about a dozen of those in the summertime in different markets around Wisconsin. And that's something that we do every year? Yes. Okay. What's the best way to learn about some of these events if somebody wanted to attend? Yeah, so we have a website that'll host all of those events. Um, uh, I would say go to www.quickspirits.com and those events will be posted on there. Very nice. Uh, looking forward to some warmer weather already, is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It it's only November and I'm ready for summer to come back around again. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned you know getting the value there. Um, is there a range in, in price that we offer? Do we offer like some of the really high-end cigars or is it more of kind of middle of the road stuff that your your average smoker is gonna gonna look for yeah so there's probably a couple different things in that question so uh the range that we carry probably goes from the mid two dollars a stick to about thirty dollars a stick um most people usually stay in that six to seven dollar range and that's really where the bulk of our sales come from um we sell a lot of product by the bundle, okay. uh, so those would be uh, more of a everyday smoke where somebody is smoking the same cigar, maybe one or two, maybe even three a day. Um, those are in that $3 range, but we do have uh, those special occasion cigars like a Cohiba Royale, that's about a $28 cigar. And, wow. and not all of our stores carry that, um, but some select stores in, in certain markets will do that. Very interesting. Do you have um, guests that are very passionate about specific brands or labels that, yes. that, that they want. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you mentioned that the onset of our, our conversation sure. that, that the cigar customer is a passionate cigar <laughs> and they absolutely are. I was at a cigar event this summer. Uh, it was a dinner up in Wausau and there was a, a couple from Marshfield that was planning a trip to Texas hmm. to, to go to one of the Drew Estate events and they were looking forward to it and they're just very passionate about that. So um, within the industry, there are very... Uh, um, I will call them like uh, integrating brands or um, very, um, what am I trying to say, engaging brands where they try to bring customers uh, into certain events. And uh, Drew Estate would happen to be one of those. And it's just amazing to see the passion that people have for certain brands and products in the category. Okay. So typically I would ask people, you know, if they could choose any quick trip product to take with them to a desert island. But I'll sort of shift the question for you. If you could pick one cigar to have out of the humidor, what would be that one that you lock in on? Yeah, so people usually will ask me, what is your favorite cigar? And my answer is usually whatever one I happen to be smoking at the time. (laughs) Okay. Um, But if I were to say today, I mean, your taste buds change, your palate changes, and then my favorite cigar has changed throughout the years. But right now today, Drew Estate makes a product called Liga Privada, uh, which is absolutely a delicious cigar, and I would take one of those with me. Very cool. Um, You're right now going, what the heck's a Liga Privada? I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I'm going to Google it after this. And, you know, there's that 
quick spirits you mentioned on the south side i'm i'll be i'll be perusing that okay for sure all right so uh like we mentioned um a bunch of conversions coming up here in iowa over the next week or so give or take and so you got your hands full uh in iowa over the next week but uh should be an exciting week there within Quick Spirits, right? Yeah, should be a good week. So today we have uh, three Quick Spirits stores. We uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa, Marshfield, Wisconsin, and La Crosse, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And actually, as of today, we have four. Uh, 507 in Urbandale, mm-hmm. Iowa, uh, had their signage uh, swapped out today. Um, but our goal for this fiscal year is to have eight conversions total. So we'll do five over the next week here, and then there's three more that we want to complete in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, so all told, we'll have uh, 11 Quick Spirits, hopefully by the beginning of the calendar year. Very cool. So that's Quick Spirits, a, a, a brand that we have here within the Quick Trip family that is continuing to grow. And Mike Volk, one of the big reasons why. Mike, we appreciate your time today. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in a, in a humidor near you sometime soon. All right. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Quick Cast. Hey, we'll see you next time. <laughs>